0: Hi guys, Hi, I hope everybody has been fine It is your girl Elaine and welcome to the show So as I had promised earlier on This week we're going to be talking about toxic relationships And I had stated that I will have um, a psychological counsellor To talk about the medical bit of uh, the toxic relationship um, yeah so the next um, we, we, we we are fortunate enough to have uh, Nelson Saitu who is a psychological counselor in Nairobi um, to give us his uh, clinical view of um, why people stay in toxic relationships and why people are in toxic relationships um, the abuser and the victim uh, view so enjoy his And uh, as usual, leave a comment, share, subscribe, and uh, yeah. Thank you, guys.
1: Good afternoon, good morning, good night, wherever you're listening it from, any timeline. My name is Nelson Saito. I'm a psychological counselor, uh, and I deal a lot with toxic relationships. Um, and I've also been in one a couple of times. So this is my view. Um, Number one, a toxic relationship doesn't just start as a toxic relationship. It's usually so romantic. It is so good, and you see your future with this person, and the toxicity is not visible at that particular time. So understand one thing that, not many people enter in a toxic relationship because they were attracted to the toxicity of it. It usually starts out very well. And so that is number one. Number two, by the time the relationship was becoming toxic it's taken a long time and some changes have come out. The thing with relationships is they bring out the best and the worst out of us. Um, everything that you've ever hidden from your unconscious or you've ever hidden from your heart a relationship will bring it out and it's because of the very fact that relationship makes you vulnerable and when you're vulnerable you just become an open book and so you become so susceptible to getting hurt and you become so susceptible to bringing uh, those hidden character that you have in the inside of you number three toxic relationships just they come out from a deep sense of insecurity and a deep sense of loss and a deep sense of fear of loss and you find that people abuse you and one of the biggest components of a toxic relationship is control control of another human being. It is so difficult to have control of another human being but it is so thrilling for some people to have control of another human being. And one of the reasons why people may want control of another human being is because they never had control of their lives when they are growing up when you follow through the path talk about the the training story of r kelly for example even if even when you watch the documentary it is so revealing when you go back and just see him growing up as a timid guy with big brothers who are macho who are actually in jail growing up in chicago which is one of the most dangerous places in America and you grow up in such a way where you just want control and you can't have it and blacks have this thing they call a ticket and a ticket is something that it's a talent that you have or a gift that you have that will bring you out of the wood as they call it and it can be sports it can be music it can be acting and once they get it they just go and at least they have control of their lives One of the most fundamental needs of a human being is control. That's the reason we go to work, that's the reason we save money, that's the reason we invest, that's the reason um, we become creative. Why? It's not even because of money, it's just because of control. We just want to have control of where we live, we want to have control of our bills. And the moment our control is taken away, it just kills our humanity and our personality and some people have controls that were taken away when they were young when they were very vulnerable and because of that they unconsciously just made a contract with themselves that they will never have someone take control over them and so they become very controlling in a relationship number two it can because they suffered huge loss or a sense of rejection And because of the pain of going through rejection, which again is really, really painful, they control you so that you don't leave them. They have this sense of loss when they're with you. Because again, as I said, relationship makes you so vulnerable. And all of a sudden you feel like you have this thing that you've never had before. It's making you happy, it's making you satisfied and motivated. And you are suddenly hit with a sense of loss. What if this person is not there? What if they go? Then who will I become? And so you find that someone just loses that control. And because of the sense that that control is that thing that they have is going to get lost, they become very controlling. They become abusive. they just enter in your space they want to fill your space they don't want you to go anywhere you went in, uh, anywhere they don't want you to talk to anyone there are cases where um, um, like for some men who make their women look ugly so they will feed you with all the junk food so that you become fat and attractive and unattractive some people cut your hair some people don't want you to do makeup so that you're, you're ugly enough to the world, so that you don't leave them. Number four, some people are attracted to toxic relationships, not because of anything else, but because they have this irrational attraction to toxicity. And again, it goes back. It goes back to their past life. You find that most of their relationship were very, very toxic. Growing up, they were either abused by a parent, or a guardian, or a caretaker. I was given a story of uh, a young couple that uh, the man was abusing her, but she was she was in the she was in the relationship. She didn't want to live. And so when they went for therapy, the psychologist established that this young girl had gone through abuse when she was young. And it was such a very, it was a subtle abuse. It's not, it's something that happens in, in everyday life in so many um, families now. So this young girl, their father used to beat her like many other fathers. And so the, bat- the father will beat her, and she will cry, and she will feel bad about it. And in the evening, the father will come with chocolate and candy, and like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I beat you because I love you. and And many parents do that. And so it's something that went on and on and on. And so this young girl grew up knowing that love equals beating and guilt and gift. And she got married to a very good man But there was not excitement in this relationship, so she left the man for a man who was abusing her physically. And the man will abuse her physically and come with candy, and come with chocolate and flowers in the evening. You know, baby, I'm sorry. I never meant to hurt you, and she will feel so loved. And she will push this man, and she'll push all the nerves that will arouse anger in this man. And this man will just slap her and she'll start crying and the man will feel guilty and the man will apologize. And that was her language of love at that particular time. And so some people are attracted and some people not even attracted. Some people stay in toxic relationships because they have had it ingrained in their brain that that is love because someone abused them when they were young. I'm thinking of a friend who was raped by the uncle when she was young. I think she was five, six, seven years old. And right now, she can't deal with any form of sexual behavior that is, um, what can I say, for lack of better words, smooth. She get aroused by a rapey kind of a relationship because that's what she was introduced to maladaptively. And so I, she started therapy and she started sorting all these things. And the other day she just went back home to, to, to face the uncle who raped her so that, so that she can get that sorted. So when you're in a, in a toxic relationship, ask yourself, what is it about you and what is it about the life that you lived That is causing you to have such maladaptive behavior and such attraction to toxicity there's something that is arousing you about it and you need to sort it out early because it might get really really ugly and so how do you get out of a toxic relationship sometimes getting out immediately is so difficult unless you have an amazing willpower, but one of the things that really works well is small doses of moving away. We call it systematic desensitization. And it can be moving out, it can be not texting. So this is the challenge I usually give to people. Walking away, it's hard to do it the first time. But what you can do is set small limits on setting small achievable goals that will motivate you. And so, for example, what you can say is from the moment you wake up until 12, you're not going to text them, you're not going to call them, you're not going to WhatsApp them, you're not going to look at their stories online, you're not going to look them up on social media. Then from 12 to 6 in the morning, you'll do it. And then week one you do that then week two you push it for two hours from nine from six to two you're not going to do it then from two you'll do it then week three you push it for again another two hours so that is six to around four you not you're not going to do it then from four you're going to do it then for another week you push it to six So that will be 6 to 6, that is 12 hours. Before you know it, it's 24 hours. Before you know it, it's 48. Before you know it, it's 72. Systematically shedding off the toxicity from you. But again, you can just do it one time. But very few people can do it one time. So systematically desensitizing yourself from toxicity. Walking away can be another thing. Number three, just sort of try and not go back to the modes and the agents of toxicity, like looking them up on social media and having their number and having their contact and having things that remind you of them. You can actually take a drastic measure as moving out to a different location if you can. But stop exposing yourself to those memories. Just walk away. Number four, which is, will motivate you highly, is start setting your goals. Start setting goals for your life and start working towards those goals. Working towards your goals, and it can be going back to school, it can be buying land, it can be buying a car, it can even be buying clothes. It can be investment, it can be starting a business, it can be visiting a place, it can be whatever it is. Set a goal, a big one, and start working towards it. It gives you focus, you start sacrificing, and it motivates you once you start moving towards your goal. It motivates you a lot. It motivates you more than any motivational book written in the world when you start achieving goals and you grow. Number five, which again is very, very important, start doing new things. Start doing new things. Start having new experiences. Eat a food you've never eaten before. Visit a place you've never visited before. Read a book you've never read before. Watch a movie that you've never watched before. And it can be that drastic but it can be as simple as changing the position of your bed, changing your kitchen, changing your seat. It can be as easy as changing your shoes and changing your clothes and changing your cologne or your hairstyle. Try new things and what that will do, it will genetically code your genes differently and you start experiencing life differently. Go expose yourself to new things, and once you expose yourself to new things, once you start achieving your goal, what that does is it moves you from the person you are, from the person you were, to the person you are becoming, so that when that toxicity presents itself again, it finds a totally new person, and you will not go back. Finally. Understand the amount of loss that toxicity has brought to your life. Understand it. Do not run away from it. Understand the damage it brings to you emotionally and physically and psychologically and spiritually. And hate it. Go through it. Go through the pain and hate it. So that when it presents itself again, you will not go back because you understand the pain. Something else that you can do, especially still in number six as a victim, you can do that. And as a perpetrator, please go back, you are hurting people, go back to the genesis. Go back to the genesis of your toxicity and your insecurities face them deal with them and face them and start dealing with them because today you might have gone you might have uh, you might have um, evaded the consequences of it later on you don't know what will happen it can be a documentary it can be a worldwide shame and it can be lifetime in prison. It can be murder and it will damage you more. There is nothing as bad as accumulated wrongs. You are wronged as a young man or as a young woman and now you are wronging other people and now you face the consequences of being wronged and wronging other people. It will destroy you. Seek help as soon as possible. I wish you guys all the best, may you heal, may you be free, may you change your pain to power, use faithfully Nelson Saito.